there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! In Stevie, we continue to trust, so says Callum McGregor today with the Scotland manager getting stick on the back of that debacle in Dublin on Saturday. Republic of Ireland even went into that game under pressure, but it's Scotland who come out of it with big questions being asked. Armenia in Yerevan at this time tomorrow becomes massive in this Nations League campaign. We're looking for a... Uh, a way to get inside the head of the Scotland manager, Stevie Clark, And we've got Chris Burke <laughs> with us. So we have the ideal conduit, if I can use that word. Um, Good word. What are you thinking on the back of Saturday, Chris? Cheer us up. I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, disappointing, wasn't it? I think, you know, arguably one of the worst performances that, that the team have had under Steve Clark and... Yeah, we were just flat, weren't we? And we just, you know, Steve Clark, I know Steve Clark well and I, I obviously worked with him at Kilmarnock and one thing he's really, really big on is winning your 1v1 duels. And I even heard Andy Robertson saying it after the game, you know, we didn't win our 1v1 duels at all. And all over the pitch, they were second best. And uh, Ireland had nothing, really, they, nothing to, to lose. They had to win the game. And obviously we... We maybe played a little bit safe in the sense of if we got the point, we're still doing well in the Nations League away from home. But yeah, listen, three 0 that, that that's probably not not as 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 what has been in the past because usually if we do get beat, it's you know just by one goal and getting beat by three is a really really sore one to take. For the manager, plenty to analyse. You have to look at everything. It's, today was different from Ukraine. I think it was different. It was a different game. The Irish got on the front foot. We didn't cope with it. For some reason, we didn't cope with it. We didn't make the right choices at the right times in the game. Give a soft goal away if you're corner, which puts you on the back foot. And, and Ireland got, got life from that. They, they, they built into the game. So, no, disappointing all round. A lot to look at, a lot to analyse. And we have to go together. We have to stick together. And we have to go to Armenia and, and get three points. And that is tomorrow night, of course. That was Stevie Clark immediately after the game uh, at the Aviva in Dublin on Saturday and, and he did mention that that opening goal um, and I just wonder how big a moment in the match that was because um, it, it gave Ireland the lift that Scotland were desperately hoping they wouldn't get because they were down Stephen Kenny their manager was under pressure wasn't he going into it five wins in 24 for him the, 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 their fans were getting a bit restless um, had they lost I think there would have been Irish fans calling mm. for the the end of Stephen Kenny. But that goal kind of changed the whole atmosphere, didn't it? It did. And if you think, you know, I think it was five minutes before that, McGinn had a great chance, didn't he, Rob? Um, you know, that one where they, they set the trigger for the press and they're mm. trying to play out. You know, another day you would put your money on it that McGinn would score that. Obviously, he missed the other one later as well, which became really important, a crucial part of the, 
the game. But if we look at the first goal, the, the set player, I know, I know he's huge on set plays. You know, if you don't win first contact, you need to win the second contact. Um, a great delivery from McLean, I must say. I, th- I thought their set plays were a lot better than ours. And our delivery, I think our delivery the whole the whole game um, from set plays and you know in general play was very very poor. Not like us in the final third, but McLean puts a great ball in, lifts it to the back post. It's something they've worked on, and obviously maybe Steve Clark's definitely uh, well, not not maybe he's definitely highlighted that Duffy's the main threat. Mm. Um, so you've got you know Hanley and Henry. I think Henry had the. Um, Henry had them at the beginning then Hanley swapped over eventually during the match but he's so good in there he's an artist in there uh, he wins first contact and the important thing is if he wins first contact you cannot let the second contact be them and it was there were three players at the back post sleeping um, you know I think it was Ralston McGinn and Adams and if you actually look at it the two players were behind the three of us we were in front of the ball you Maybe they were thinking that Hanley was going to head of the ball and he misses it. But even so, you have to anticipate that Hanley's not going to get it and just clear it, clear the ball out. And before you know it, I think it's Brown that puts the ball in the back of the net and we are 1-0 down from a set play. And from that, you know, I think we just looked a bit lacklustered apart from probably the one that McGinn has another chance, yeah. um, which is a crucial moment. You know, as much as we were underperforming, Goals change games, mm. Rob. Yeah, um, because because I think that first goal changed the game yep. in in Ireland's favour. And I think had John McGinn taken that second chance, which was a much better chance, mm-hmm. he, he was able to pick his spot and he picked the wrong spot basically. And they and then of course they immediately go up the pitch and score. But had it gone one one, yep. I'm pretty sure that was all Scotland needed to get kick started in the game. Yeah, you're totally right. And I think um Steve Clark says, you know, decision making when it was important that we just wasn't there. And he was probably talking about set plays. He's probably talking when we get into the good areas to cross the ball from the likes of Ralston, Robertson, whoever it was. It just wasn't there. Maybe um, people not arriving in the box at the right time. So you're totally right in what you said. You know, I feel for him again because he's had probably a tough, what, 12 days. You know, the Mm -hmm. one that he missed at Ukraine Mm -hmm. at a crucial part. You know, he had a few chances at Armenia. All right, he's still trying to score a goal, which were you're fine with because you're winning yeah. but he's probably looking at now you know recreating big moment you know get us back in the game we lose and we're, we're not going to the World Cup and he probably thinks to himself which he shouldn't because he's getting himself into the areas and he's been mm. so important for the country and then you look at the game um, just the other night there uh, where he's missed two really important chances but at important times yeah. because see if you look at the second goal Rob it's a, it's a great press again from us. They've tried to play out and we could make that 1-1. It goes past the post, just past the post. And because our high press is so good from their goal kick, they actually go long. Mm-hmm. And 44 seconds later, it's in the back of the net. Yeah. You know, they've went long because of our good high press. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've probably affected their second goal as such, even though we should still still deal with it. I think, um, you know, Ralston should definitely have communication with Henry. And if you're very... For any defender, if you're unsure, then you just have to go with him, especially if there's no pressure from Obafemi, who had the ball, had time to pick the ball and, and lift a beautiful ball right enough. If I must say, it was a fantastic mm. ball to Parrot. A great run from Parrot and um, a good header into the, the corner. And at 2-0, away from home, the fans, everybody are up in their feet and it's a hard, hard you know, task now to try and get the, the, the game back in, in the swing of things. And the next goal was so important and we just didn't get it. Did you detect in the the? I mean, he'd be a good poker player, wouldn't he, Stevie Clark? Mm-hmm. Because he gives very little away facially. But you probably notice little things about him 
that, that others don't because you've worked with them. Um, was there anything you saw and was there particularly maybe anything you heard in his voice afterwards? I mean, he seemed to me, he seemed stunned yeah. by, by what had happened, that what had or maybe what hadn't happened on the pitch. I think what happens is if I'd imagine you're a manager when you get beat 3-0 and it's all going to be doom and gloom, the questions are going to be coming at you and how do you answer them in a positive way? You're going to have to work harder for that positive answer, aren't you? Mm. And that's probably what you've seen. Um, but I think his face, when Billy Gilmore put that, that set play in and it went out for a throw and right at the death, mm. if you, it, it then shows to him and he's just looking at his players thinking, what, what, it's not like he's, what, what on earth he's doing, you know? Billy Gilmore's a technically gifted player. He can easily put a fantastic ball into the box for somebody to get a header at it. But you just seen him looking about and maybe looking at Billy Gilmore to say, that's not like you, what's wrong with you? But it was what's wrong with the full team? Because um, you can put as much tactics as you want, much information, much motivation. Exact. I know exactly what he would be saying to the, the group. Um, he would deliver everything so they all know what's happening in the game. Um, but it all comes down to, obviously, the desire, the passion, the commitment... And sometimes as a player, that you, you might want to give that, but it just doesn't work. I just thought Ireland were terrific at the high press and they covered one side of the pitch so, so well and we just couldn't get out. I just thought sometimes we could have actually went back to the goalkeeper to start an, a new attack because um, I thought that the opposite centre-back was um, free. But we started forcing things and going a little bit long to Chi Adams and then Chi Adams had no support and they were so tight to us. But... Credit to Ireland with that high press. I was watching the first half and I thought to myself, they cannot keep this up. But what happens when you're 2-0 up is you can keep it up because you've got that life and energy back in you and the fans give you that. Yeah, yeah, you've got the buzz uh, in the game because um, because of what's happened in the game and, and, and because of what's been happening going into it and all the questions that were being asked and the pressure, that suddenly the pressure has lifted off your shoulders and, mm -hmm. and you've got adrenaline yep. um, and you've got energy and, and they had plenty of that. What about the Scotland dressing room afterwards? Sometimes after a game you just have to hold your counsel, have a sleep, think about it, tomorrow I'll speak. They're at a loss as well to, ex to explain why the performance was so poor. The problem is um, that there's not much time to reflect on it mm. because the game's come around so quickly. Um, and it's fine when you've beaten Armenia 2-0 and going on 4 or 5 and you go into that game on Saturday. You know, you should have gone into that game with a lot of positivity and I'm sure Scotland did. It just, it just went horribly wrong for them. This time, uh, they're coming off... One of the be one of the worst performances yeah. you would imagine in Stevie Clark's reign um, yep. as manager, um, and you're in Yerevan, and it's going to be stiflingly hot, and uh, you're he's grappling with what team to play, uh, uh, and and he's going to be looking at players, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, who's ready for this? Of course, and I, I think he said that after his press conference, he said, "I hope there's no pullouts, you know, because I want everybody to go mm. to Armenia and make." make amends of what happened in Ireland um, so I fully agree you know he said he wants to have a think um, and then he'll probably assess it the next day I think that's good management if I'm honest with you because you can easily go in and say what you want to say and the emotions get the better of you but he's not that character he'll probably analyse the game to make sure that it's exact what he wants to show he'll show the clips what needs to get better and then he'll, he'll probably put it to bed and then talk about the Armenia game because let's face it, as much as we get beat heavily 3-0, it is only three points. Mm -hmm. And there's still, what, 
four games to go. So I know it's going to be difficult because Ukraine are a top, top team. Um, I know obviously they changed a lot of personnel against Ireland and still won. And that shows you the, the strength of them because I was impressed by Ireland, if I'm honest with you, and I hadn't seen much of them. And it will be difficult to obviously do well in the Nations League now, obviously, with, with Ireland and Ukraine because Ireland are now look as if they've got confidence and look as if they're a, a force to be reckoned with. But Maybe Ireland can do us a favour or two. They could, now, exactly. They? That's the thing. Ireland can go to Ukraine now. It will be difficult. But if Ireland get a point, you know, it is wide open again. And then we still have to play Ukraine twice. So as much as it's a terrible... That's probably the, the, the worst thing that we're all thinking is the manner we lost the game. The performance, wasn't it? It's not so much, obviously, the points. It's the performance yeah. and the manner. It was and flat as a pancake. It was. And that... Sometimes you need that hit to make sure you reset and go mm -hmm. again. And I heard Andy Robertson say we need to press the reset button, but maybe this is a blessing in disguise because we've had Scotland have had so much praise and recently um, done so well. You know, progression doing well. Obviously, we didn't get to the the World Cup we we are by defeat against Ukraine, but in the main, it's it's positive. But we've took this little dip now and this little lull. Um, we're going to have to bring ourselves back up, and I think. The mental fitness of the team is so important, and that's when the leaders and that and that changing room is going mm. to be so so important. Because it's all right doing it when you're winning and performing well and getting the points on the board, um, getting all the adulation. But it's when you actually get a horrible defeat like that, and you have to bounce back. Do you think there was a complacency um, going into the Ireland game based on the fact that Scotland had seemingly uh, got over the Ukraine result? I mean, nothing it's going to take a while to compensate for a game in which you can take a step, big step towards the World Cup. But the performance against Armenia was mighty impressive. Also, was some of the outside noise getting in, do you think, about Ireland and about the mess they were in, the state they were in, and Scotland, that there was maybe just this assumption that Scotland were going to go to Dublin and dominate? I think maybe the media and the outside maybe assumed. I don't think the players maybe. I don't. I definitely know the manager wouldn't. No, but I, but I just wonder. But, but you know, we're talking about human beings here, yep. and, and I know that I know that there is the ring and the fence around the Scotland squad, and you you keep the noise mm -hmm. outside where it is. But we all know that yep. social media, family, friends, you have contact, you have communication, you have chat with the outside world, and sometimes some of it seeps in. Well, sometimes you take the foot off the gas, and then it just hits you. You know. Um, hits you right in the face and that's what happened in the game didn't it mm -hmm. you know maybe some people thought you know we've won our first game Ireland are struggling you know if we get the first goal then the fans will turn on them if it's 0-0 at half time mm -hmm. the fans will turn on them and they came at us yeah. they came at us right from the beginning even though I think Steve Clark said to the group that they're going to come at us straight away make sure that we weather the storm and then obviously the fans maybe turn 15-20 minutes into the game whatever it is um, but yeah, you're right. You know, sometimes it's a, it's a hu it's human nature to take your foot off the gas. And I can't sit sit here and, and say that's definitely not the case because you've got a better argument than me because we get beat 3 0 and we took the foot off the gas and we did, and we underperformed. So something went wrong. The margins are fine as well, aren't they? Maybe especially at this time of the season. There's a lot of tired players, not not just Scotland players, but players of, of all nationalities. Everyone's come off the the a long, hard club season. And and it's and it's maybe those fine margins because if you do get a goal and you're the Republic mm -hmm. of Ireland, you've been struggling. Suddenly, <laughs> the, everything comes alive for you. The crowd comes alive. You know, you've you've got the atmosphere going. 
and the other side of the coin is Scotland and you've had a long hard season and you lose a goal and then you lose another goal yeah, the second and, and one, it's difficult to recover uh, uh, the first one alright you know you can go 1-0 down but the second one away from home um, at an international level no matter who you play is so difficult um, I think you're totally right everybody's played a lot of football football is on 24-7 now um, <laughs> every single day of the month there's football on somewhere isn't there so I know they've played a lot of football but if it was me sitting here if I had an option to play 60 games a season I would love to play 60 games a season um, people are obviously saying a lot of people have played a lot of football but if you look at Callum McGregor he's played probably the most football um, international level we all talk about Andy Robertson but I'm sure he's played more minutes than, than Andy Robertson and I don't think he looks tired one bit if I'm honest with you so I think Steve Clark said he's looking about rotation he's talked about Suter you know, taking him out because he played 120 minutes and obviously just come back from, from injury, etc. Mm. And that's why Hanley played. So he will be looking at rotations just to freshen things up a little bit. Plus, they're all good players. So you can't take them all that way for their four games and not play the player. I think, if I'm honest with you, you need to keep that. If you play them all, if you play as, as many players as you can and make sure they contribute, then, then it. it, it it becomes a winning formula. All right, it's not really happened um, against Ukraine in, in the last game, but in the main, it has been a winning formula because people have stepped in and out. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the some of the reaction to... I mean, some of the reaction has been pretty over the top, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, on the back of... Not, ju- not just the Dublin result, but, but obviously the, the performance against Ukraine at Hamden. Two games in... In, in, out of three have been really yeah. poor performances what have you made of uh, the reaction towards Stevie Clark and, and some people saying well maybe he's not the man for the job well you're always going to get that though aren't you just look at um, down south Gareth Southgate is getting a torrid time mm-hmm. they're saying that he, they should change manager and I'm hearing the likes of their names like Graham Potter and, and X, Y and Z and maybe a foreign manager come in why don't we get Pochettino when a man that's took you to a final and a semi-final of European and World Cups it's incredible so I just think when you're the manager of your national team there's going to be so much more pressure there's going to be more noise of negativity no matter if you're doing well or not doing well obviously it just becomes a little bit more heightened than when you're not doing well I firmly believe that we do have the right man and I think you should look at it well if you were to to sack the manager who's coming in but also you have to think who's more important Obviously, yes, the fans are important, but are the players happy? Did it, would the players be happy if they heard that Steve Clark got the sack? Would they? Not at all. No. They would not one bit. So that's why Callum McGregor said it today and Steve Clark we trust because they still believe in the process. They still believe he is a man to take them as far as they, he can take them and make sure that they're... And, and actually make them better players than what they actually are. And I think that's certainly what Steve Clark can do and will do in the future for Scotland so you have to be careful what you wish for and I get the negativity I get people that obviously have their opinion we should have played a different formation we should have played this player whatever it was X, Y and Z you get it everywhere at every club it just becomes more highlighted when you play for a, for your country or manage your country Chris Burke and Rob McLean talking football till six The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Glasgow's own Go Radio, Glasgow and the West. And I know that lots of you listen 
uh, elsewhere or much further afield as well. It's good to have you with us. Uh, talking football is what we do. Uh, we're down to an hour for the next few weeks, but uh, uh, we will be back to our full uh, two-hour complement uh, in the last week, uh, the week leading up to the start of the Premiership season. There's going to be lots to talk about in the next few weeks as the transfer business uh, bubbles along. I'm going to speak about a couple of uh, rumours circulating uh, shortly, but uh, our main topic on the show, not surprisingly, is Scotland on the back of uh, 3-0 for Ireland in Dublin at the weekend. It was an absolute shocker, uh, but not too much time to recover because uh, tomorrow night at 5 it is Armenia in Yerevan, Scotland. Uh, beat them pretty comfortably last week and they will be wanting... Well, it doesn't need to be comfortable. It just needs to be a win uh, tomorrow. We need those three points on the board to make it six out of nine. So Rob McLean, Chris Burke in the studio and we've got Craig on the line. Hi, Craig. Hi, Rob. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hi, Craig. Are you going to cheer us up? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, I wish I could, but to be perfectly honest with you, I was uh, really frustrated and a bit angry with the performance at the weekend because, you know, when it comes to the Ukraine game, you could almost not excuse it because we absolutely had to turn up and perform a lot better. But it was understandable in terms of the circumstances surrounding that, the emotions surrounding it, and everything else that went into that game clearly would take a toll. But there was absolutely no excuse whatsoever for going away to a Republic of Ireland team who let's not forget here this isn't like your Republic Ireland teams at times gone by yeah. who had you know, fantastic players and were playing really well they just lost to Armenia before they played us and their manager Stephen Kenny was under all sorts of pressure in fact their fans were dreading that game and we made sure to turn mm-hmm. up and give them nothing to dread you know and the biggest problem for me is that Steve Clark is a manager who has made his reputation off the back of being a, a defensive-minded manager, of being able to frustrate teams and, and not concede loads of goals um, and then sometimes get up there and hit with a sucker punch. Now, we can, we've can we accepted that we don't score as many goals as we should because, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Armenia, that should have been three or four without problem. But now, you know, you can accept that when you're defending well. But that's now six goals in the space of three games that we've shipped off. And I'm not saying he's so responsible. But both those games we conceded three goals. Yeah. Grant Hanley was sitting at the centre of the defence. Why on earth is he getting that chance again after how poor he was against Ukraine as well? Yeah, so but I mean, but I mean, but what what, what what can Stevie Clark do, Craig, about leaving uh, Shane Duffy with with free headers from from corner kicks? What can he do if if somebody doesn't track a run in behind for the for the second goal? I mean, you know, you can imagine those were things that were spoken about. It's particularly corner kicks, set pieces, the threat of Shane Duffy, that you know, that, that would have been number one on his list, but he can't actually go out there and do it himself, can he? Well, no, but he can put out the right personnel. You know, Grant Hanley was shocking against Ukraine. He has not had a particularly brilliant season either. So when you see that, you see the form he was on in the game that you last played him in, I just don't see why you decide to revert back. The, the squad we played with on... Uh, Wednesday against Armenia should have been the same squad man for man that started against the Republic of Ireland he had no reason he didn't need to make you know there wasn't injuries that forced him into making changes you know he had that Wednesday obviously and he had to take dikes out so that is where the frustration comes in and I think if I'm honest with you I think people get a bit frustrated 
with the media at times on this because it seems to be that because we qualified for the Euros, Steve Clark now gets a free pass. You know, what, come what may. We, mm. we went on a great run prior to this break where we were eight undefeated. We've now came back. We've lost two games, conceding six goals in both and only scoring two, which was yeah. against Armenia. And perfectly honestly, I don't think anybody really cares about tomorrow night's game because well, we're going to beat Armenia. We should beat Armenia. Well, well I, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I share your total confidence about that, that, that where Scotland are, are are at off the back of that game, what, what sort of lineup it's going to be, you know, the, the heat they're, they're going to be playing in. Uh, I, I think suddenly it becomes a really high pressure game. I, I don't think uh, I don't think Stevie Clark um, gets gets um, special treatment from the the media. I, I don't I don't think so, Craig. Because I mean he's getting pelters. You know, in some in some sections of the media, he, he's getting pelters at the moment. What, what he does have is credit in the bank. You know, I think I think and I think that's justified because of what's happened over the last couple of years. Not just the qualification for the Euros, but the, but the general progress that Scotland have made. But I want I want to Chris to get your response to Craig's point mm-hmm. there which was why was it not the same back three well look Hanley has done well for us in the, in the past especially in the Euros I thought he was he was terrific and a standout and I heard Steve Clark say that in the past you know he, he was a rock in the defence alright he was probably um, you're the Ukraine game when it was that first ball over the top um, and you're talking about the 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 goals against you know Ireland Um I don't think it was it was his man. It wasn't his man. Hendry was Martin Duffy. Mm. Um, albeit maybe he could have headed it when it ball came back across. Um, but listen, I think I think Hanley's still a good player, and I do I do get what you're saying, Craig. Well, but why not just stick to the same back three? And I thought he maybe would have stuck to the mm-hmm. same back three. Mm. I really do. But I he gave a reason of why he didn't, and it's because of Suter played that amount of games. Uh, that that amount of minutes he just come back obviously yeah. from injury he gave his reason for it and maybe because of that he had to change it and Hanley obviously came in because he was the one that had the most experience in the game I don't think we have to just exploit Hanley I think mm. everybody underperformed in, in mm-hmm. the game I just want to ask Craig you know we do play that formation in a 3-5-2 but do you think it's because Kieran Tierney is so important to that 3-5-2 formation because Sometimes you just think to yourself, well, maybe it would have been a little bit better to maybe change the shape a little bit if if Tierney's not there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it maybe it looks better in a back mm-hmm. four, a four two three one, whatever it is. I'm only giving him the the option of maybe was that what he would like because obviously he's not happy with the way it's mm-hmm. going at this moment in time, Craig. Mm-hmm. But I just think Kieran Tierney is so important to that formation. Well, I think you, you you adapt it, and I think that's the thing. I think. When you're missing a key player, and he is a key player, especially to that formation, he's, he's a key component to when it's worked and to the successes of it. You, you, I think missing somebody like that, you've got to change it because you then risk putting players into positions that they're not natural, um, that they're not naturally playing in. You know that's why when we've seen like McTominay slotted in in the Ukraine game didn't work um, in that particular game. Um, you look at you know like Ralston, I thought was outstanding against Armenia. Um, I'm, he, he wasn't the worst player in the park against the Republic of Ireland, but he certainly didn't stand out very much. Mm. He started well, um, Ralston. I thought he, he, started he started really well. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but there's a difference between Armenia and Ireland. Let's yeah. face it. Mm-hmm. You know, Armenia sat back, sat deep, mm. allowed the back three to have the ball, 
and then we would try and play to our midfielders or mm. play wide and then play through that and then get our so-called mm. obviously more quality players on the ball Ar- against Ireland Ireland, Ireland, might, Ireland might have sat back had we gone for them yeah, yeah. early on as we as we attacked yeah, the game against Armenia Ireland lost to Armenia you know, yeah, Armenia beat Ireland um, I, I, so I, I, did you watch great. that game? the Armenia-Ireland game um, I didn't but no, because you know, I did watch some of it, mm-hmm. and Ireland were actually had a lot of chances, and they had more possession. Yeah. And if you heard Stephen Kenny speaking about it after the game, he said that he was really happy with the performance. It's just, be, and we've only lost by one goal. He said, if we keep playing like that, we'll actually get a performance against Scotland. It's just the goals are maybe drying up a bit. He said we're going to play the exact same way, and uh, and it mm-hmm. did obviously turn out like that because. I know you're saying it's just Armenia, but I think Armenia away from home is very difficult to go and get a result. I know, I, think so too. I, I, I really do. I, mm. I, I, I don't, I don't want every Scotland fan to think that we should easily turn over Armenia because it, it no. won't happen. That I'll be very, very surprised if it happens that way. And obviously, Craig, you've spoke about we're not scoring goals. So mm. where is the goals going to come from? Because if John McGinn's obviously not taking the chances, it's drying up. You know, and Che Adams isn't hitting the back of the net. I mean, Che Adams looks like a striker who hasn't scored since February, doesn't yeah, he? At the moment, you know, I mean, he, yeah. he does a lot of work. You know, he, he runs the channels. He he tries to take it in. Sometimes his touch hasn't been great. I mean, his confidence is down. Uh, Craig, I think as you get with strikers when they haven't scored for so long, I think we see that at the moment. There's no dikes, and the the only the only alternative to to Che Adams is to pitch in a Ross Stewart or a Jacob Brown, who are pretty low, very low on international experience. Well, yeah, but that, you know, to me, I think that's my biggest worry. Actually, if I'm about the Scotland team right now, is a, I'm looking at this chat with my, my my mate the other day there that when you actually look at the strikers we have now, uh, we've really dried up on the quality of the strikers we've got. We're, we're on our knees really because if you take if, if Adams and Dykes get injured, you know, you're snickered because you're then having to play you know Jacob Brown or or Ross Stewart and you listen Jacob Brown, he's getting wee bits of experience here or there, but he's never really anytime he's come on the park, he's been relatively anonymous, you know, so he's no somebody we can rely on. And when you look at the days going back, I mean, listen, I will say I think a guy like Lee Griffiths has a lot to answer for for the reason for that, because his behaviour and his attitude ended up with us missing out on what was our best striker by a country mile when he was in his day. So we need to look at where that next striker's coming from. Mm-hmm. Are we breeding enough good strikers? And I don't know that we are at this moment in time. Was was the weekend? No, I mean you're you're talking about defensively. You're talking about Grant Hanley, Craig. Was the weekend not more about attitude than it was to do with anything technical or tactical or or, or team selection even? I think there was a bit of that. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes it's it's easy when you've come off the back of a positive result. You know, you've responded the right way to a disappointment. You're playing a team. Who all the hype and would tell you, you know, you should be able to go and, and and compete with. I think for whatever reason, the attitude of the players didn't seem to be one designed to go out there and really push us. Like I see it, and maybe it's this Nations League format. I don't know because when when you see the actual main qualifiers when the, the, those groups get drawn, the effort that's put in almost always just maybe it's just aesthetically it just looks better. In, in the next Nations League, but for us, for a country like Scotland and Republic Ireland as well, listen, they they all have the same feelings on this as us that the Nations League is a fantastic opportunity to get to more major tournaments. Um, you know, it was how we got to the Euros in the first place, and 
I still think we will get Euros again purely because I believe even if we don't manage to top this group or whatever that we could finish second in our main group again anyway but to do it the attitude has to be better there's no doubt about that Um, and we all have to it's it's about a team collective because instead of relying on Adams or Dykes or everybody else they're going to have to get the goals everybody's got to pull in that direction yeah because when I'm thinking uh, Chris about tomorrow night Mm -hmm. I'm actually I'm thinking more about Scotland's attitude and application and being in the right headspace going into the game much, I'm much more concerned about that than I am the team selection. I, I totally agree with you, but I think it's, again, I said at the beginning, I think it might be a little bit of blessing in disguise and that little bit of kick up the backside that maybe we, we needed. Because mm-hmm. um, let's face it, I know myself as a player, if you underperform like that and you are being challenged on, your desire's not there, your commitment's not there, you know, your effort's not there. As a player, that hurts. Mm-hmm. So the next time you step out in that pitch, especially for your country, then I think it's all going to all, all be there. So I don't think we're going to have to worry about that that aspects of it. Mm. Um, so as much as um, it's going to be a difficult game, I do think we'll we'll pull through in this one and get the three points. But Craig, what what are you looking for then? Are you looking for personnel change? Would you, who who would you like to see that maybe Steve Clark might not choose for the game against Armenia? Well. I mean, look, I'd like to see John Sutter come back in if possible. Um, maybe that rested no point at the weekend will mean that that'll, that'll happen. I would actually, and I know it's going to sound a bit contradictory with what I just said there. But <laughs> On you I go, would actually, you do it all the time. <laughs> yes, well, I, I'd quite like to see um, Steve Clark starting with Jacob Brown instead of Che Adams, just to see, because I think. He's not really been given that opportunity to start a game. He comes on for 10, 15 minute cameos here and there and that doesn't necessarily give you a chance to make an impact. So with the fact that Jay Adams hasn't really done enough, I think, to do that, I just think it would boost Jay Adams' attitude as well because it would make him recognise that even though it is somebody like Jacob Brown, he can still find himself dropped out of the team. Um, obviously, it's a shame we don't have somebody like Kevin Nisbet, um, but... Hopefully we will by the time September rolls around. But I think aye, that those two straight away I'd like to see. And I, do you know what? I'd like to see Nathan Patterson as well. Why not give him mm-hmm. a, a start? You know, he's there, he's willing, and he's able to do it. We've seen what he can do in a Scotland shot. I'm just amazed we haven't actually yeah. seen him play yet in the well, break. He's been in the squad right from the start, hasn't he? And and, and he's told us um, about a week ago that he was fit and he was ready to go. And, and I know he's short of games, but then he's played for Scotland before with no game time under his belt. So I think I think I would agree with that. I think I would like to see uh, the freshness and the energy and the positivity of, of Nathan Patterson. But what, what I'm interested in seeing as well is those leaders that we keep on yeah. talking about in the dressing room, plenty of them in the team. It's talked about a lot uh, not just Andy Robertson, the captain, yeah, but John McGinn, the vice captain, Callum McGregor, the Celtic captain, uh, ha- Grant Hanley, absolutely. Craig Gordon is a, is the Hearts captain and a leader as well. A, a lot, I think, falls on them, to, uh, Chris, tomorrow. And I think, I, I know for sure that that's not a group that will um, go into little cliques. I know for sure the players will keep the group together. They'll keep the positivity as much as obviously we got a terrible result but they'll keep the realism within the group and everybody will follow them. And that's why they are leaders. And I think that's why we will come through this, if I'm honest with you. We've hit that low and there was going to be a low point. We can't expect, we're not an amazing team like, you know, a Brazil or 
you know, a France, and even France are struggling at this moment in time, you mm. know. There's going to be a dip in the national team. It's just going to happen because the level of opposition is tough. People think you should win and you shouldn't. Um, so I just think we'll come through it with the leaders that you just spoke about. Craig, good talking to you. Yep, cheers. Keep the, keep the faith. Yep. All the best. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Chris, I've worked out who we need uh, as a as striker Erling Haaland <laughs> Yeah, that, that, right that, <laughs> Does he have dual nationality? I think he's probably played too many times for Norway he scored too many goals as well uh, He has... Uh, done the deal today it's uh, we've known about it for a while of course but it, the deal's been completed uh, 51.2 million pounds it works out as uh, he'll probably be pretty darn good value for that, that I think as well uh, Borussia Dortmund to Manchester City he's 21 um, and he scored 86 goals in 89 games for Dortmund uh, and he arrives at the Premier League champions as one of uh, world football's most coveted strikers. Five-year deal, 2027, uh, and he'll join the club on the 1st of July. What a player, uh, Chris. Excited about that. Do you think he'll manage to um, score goals in the Manchester City system? Just a couple. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I, I've heard a few people say that I don't, they don't think Ellen Haaland's going to adapt to the Man City style and he might struggle. I totally disagree mm. because he's a predator and he can score all types of goals. They were saying that obviously playing for Borussia Dortmund, they like to play that quick transition. You know, there's a high line all the time and then he the ball's over the top, he runs through, scores a goal. But I've seen him score headers. I've seen him turn and shoot and put the ball in the back every, of the net. Every time I've seen goal. him score one touch. You know, I think he will be a fantastic addition to Manchester City and he might be that just... That, that bit of formula that they need to win the Champions League and they had to do a bit of business because obviously Liverpool are looking to step up now um, but they've bought um, is it Nunes from Benfica Darwin Nunes yeah, yeah from yeah. Benfica who actually cost more than mm-hmm. Haaland yeah. and I heard Klopp it was funny because they put Klopp um, interview three years ago when he said we would never buy a hundred million pound player <laughs> uh, so he's probably had to backtrack that bit yeah Right, um, you've always got your coloured pens yeah, with you. You've always got your research with you, but you've got a little quiz with you yeah, as well. Which which worries me. Yeah, let's. I'm let's... putting you under pressure. Here. I know. I know. So you have basically commentated Scotland for how many years? Oh, about seventy-five years. Right. So we've had highs and lows this mm. last twelve days mm-hmm. with Scotland. So I just thought we'll do the highs and lows on caps. So mm-hmm. we'll play this game where, for example... So it's higher and lower, basically. Yeah, you just higher. go higher or lower, okay. right? So you're right. under pressure here. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling get, it. I'm expecting you to get um, every single one. Oh, oh my so God. So, for example, so if everybody's listening, if I say Simon Donnelly has 10 caps, yeah, and then I'll go... Did he get as much as 10, yeah? yeah. Oh, <laughs> when's he in next? <laughs> I know, exactly. Jimmy Paul Cooney? No, 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 no. I, I bet he, know, he knows I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> right, right, so Simon Donnelly, 10 caps... Mm. So then I would go Jordan Rhodes. Right, and and what I will say is we did rehearse this one just to just yeah. just to get the feel of it, and I, and I did. To be fair, I got it right because I went higher, and he, yeah. and he has he's yes. got four, he's, he's got, got four, 14. fourteen caps. Right, so, and so then ne- after ne- that, this, I'll name another play, yeah. another player. Yep, and then you have okay. to then say. So we'll, I've got the gist of we'll it. Start from Jordan. Do you fancy being a quiz master? This could be your you new career. Because you look, you, you're looking for a job. I'm looking for a job. That's why I'm doing it. But we'll get me two of us run an hour. Right, so. Jordan Rose, 14 caps. Mm-hmm. Jack Henry. Jack Henry is... 
He's either the same or higher. Well, you need to pick one. Not higher. Jack Hendry's got 15, maybe? But we're not going numbers now, right? All right, okay. Was higher right? Higher. I'm not telling you, I'll tell you then. Ah, see. Okay. Right. Because right, then, okay. then you'll have to only option the next one saying higher or lower. Okay. I'll make it more difficult for you. <laughs> okay. Right? I'll just do what I'm you told. You have to second guess. So, Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell. Obviously, is it a hat you mm-hmm. picked? Jack yeah. Uh, so, I'm going lower for Johnny Russell. Right. Scored a great uh, free kick. At he the, did. He scored uh, a fantastic free kick. Um Charlie Nicholas. Charlie Nicholas. I'm going lower than Johnny Russell. Because okay. so he, he was playing at a great at a time when Scotland had lots of good strikers and he didn't play as much as you should have done. Right, okay. That's my bit in brackets afterwards. Right, that's okay. fine. You can give brackets after if you want any time. Lee McCulloch. Lee McCulloch higher. Right. I like it. I like it when you're nodding. Yeah, I mean, you might just be nodding um, off. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott Gamel. <sighs> right. Uh, I'm going lower because I think he was in plenty of squads, but he didn't play plenty of games. That's okay. my thinking. Okay. So from Scott Gamel to who? James MacArthur. James MacArthur higher. Hmm. You're looking at my sheet here. No, I can't. Oh, that's all right. I wish my eyesight was that good. Stephen Fletcher. So who who was the, who's our James last MacArthur. one? James MacArthur to Stephen Fletcher, um, 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 higher. Stephen Fletcher to Pat Nevin. Stephen Fletcher, Pat Nevin, lower. In height and everything. <laughs> right. So Pat Nevin to John Collins. Pat Nevin to John Collins, higher. Right. Is that the last one? No, no. I've no. got two more. Okay. And then you're done. Graham Sunis. John Collins to Graham Sunes, lower. And the last one, mm-hmm. Graham Sunes to Scott Brown. Graham Sunes to Scott Brown, higher. I'll, in fact, I'll give you a bonus one, right? Scott Brown to Barry Ferguson since he's on the show. <laughs> Scott Brown to Barry Ferguson. I'm going to go lower. Oh, you hate that. Because it's higher. I'm not telling you, I'll tell you then. All right. Oh, are we not at the end yet? Right, they're about at the end now. Okay. Right. How did I do? You got three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh. And you got three wrong. Right, that's not bad, is it? You got Charlie Nicholas wrong because he actually had uh, more caps than Johnny Russell. Okay. You got Charlie Nicholas had 20 caps. Right. I'll try not to bump into right. that many and times. And then so. you, you, you went, obviously, um, higher... Lee McCulloch than Charlie Nicholas because mm-hmm. you said Charlie Nicholas mm-hmm. couldn't play obviously because mm-hmm. a lot of good strikers Lee McCulloch had 18 caps alright I thought it was more than that yep and then obviously we went Lee McCulloch to Scott Gamble and you went lower and Scott Gamble is more how many has Scott got? 26 alright okay so you got three yeah. three wrong in the, in the cons- uh, how, consecutively right so well done you get nine did that was that okay? That's you. You actually done a, a lot, a lot better because you started terrible. Right. You started really bad, and then you you went on. You went on. Story to, of my life. <laughs> you went on to do well. So yeah. basically, you were like one 0 down, and then you came back okay. to win three one. Right. I ho- hopefully, you were playing that at home, and hopefully, you did better than me. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to call in and say they did, or tweet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just lie about it. Three um, um, wrong, nine yeah. right. Okay. Last few minutes of the show. Uh, thanks for that. That's <laughs> thanks all right. For, you thanks, done for, well. thanks for putting me under pressure. Um, 
let's I know I said I wasn't interested in the team tomorrow night so let's pick the team for tomorrow Oof, night uh, before we go just between us so I mean Craig Gordon and goals there's no doubt about it yeah, I mean, yeah. there's nobody else nowhere. Yeah. he's got to play um, are we I'm thinking of the do, do we maybe go back to the back three against um, Armenia at Hamden um, Suter Hendry and McKenna I think that sounds about right but Remember, Steve Clark said there were significant injuries mm -hmm. and he's pressing a few. <laughs> yeah. So, depending on that, because um, did McKenna not come off? He did. With the That's, hamstring. He did, you're right. So, that, it, yeah. So, so and, and Liam Cooper's out of the squad already. Yeah. So, you've got Hanley there. Yeah. So, it could be Hendry on the left side yeah, of the three. I think so. I might go left. All right. So that, he came on there, didn't he? he did he come on and play so, left? Yeah. But listen, if, that's a, if McKenna's all right, then I think we'll go that. I think you're right. I'm sticking with you. Gordon, Henry, um, Gordon, uh, Suta, Henry, and McKenna. McKenna, if he makes it. Yep. Um, Patterson and Robertson? Yeah, I would like to see that. I think Patterson deserves his mm -hmm. chance. I think he would just bring life to the to the team yep. um, with his energy, positive positivity, has no fear at all. doesn't matter who he's playing against, whether it's Brazil or Armenia. does not matter. And I think if... If that comes out, I think every Scotland fan will, will maybe have an extra bit of life about them, a little bit of bright spark. And he might give that spark mm. to actual the team. And that's not take nothing away for Ralston because Ralston's obviously done well, scored yeah. the goal recently, um, started really well against Ireland and everybody fell away after that. So you're right on that as well. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Good. Uh, McGregor, obviously, in the midfield, has to play yeah. central. And I think... I think McTominay is it McTominay or Gilmore? That's the question, I suppose, isn't it? So in that, in that I, position, I would like to see uh, Gilmore yep. and McGregor just because we're playing Armenia, and I think we'll have more ball possession. Okay. Also, I think I think I'd like to see Billy Gilmore start with McGregor. Gilmore, who's just extended his contract um, with Chelsea, uh, so he's there for the next couple of years. Will he be loaned out? Where will he be loaned out? We'll find out about that one. But yeah, I think I think I agree with you. I think Gilmore and McGregor. I think I'd like to see that um, tomorrow. So front three. From there, um, are we are we again going back to the way it was against Armenia at home with Armstrong and Christie off Adams? I mean, I, I mean Craig, one of our callers was 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 talking about um, Jacob Brown maybe, but I'm not sure you can gamble in this game. Yeah, what do you I, think? I, I think if he's going to get, not play Chi Adams, he's got to play Ross Stewart. Mm -hmm. But I still think he'll play Chi Adams and, and then and, and then bring other players on. And, so I, I'm going Armstrong Christie. I mm -hmm. think McGinn will be um, on the bench and I think it'll be Jay Adams obviously with Christy and Armstrong behind because I think Armstrong's a bit unlucky he didn't play the other night I thought he was he played really really well he makes the unselfish run Rob really really mm. well for the team he's a very very good team player and creates space yep. for other players and in Stevie we trust and Stevie we always trust Good man, good to have you on the show. Yeah, that was quick. Well it done. was, it flies by. Uh, we're back to tomorrow evening. Uh, Mark Weedy is here, Craig Moore is here and we're live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new iGo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. 
technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.